So I kept going, and then Ant went, stop, you're awful, awful! And then Alonzo Bowden goes, get the hell off the stage! Yes. Klonopin Kirkman, I remember her, she was on the comedy (laughs) scene in the 2000s. Yeah, he also sells the Vic Dunlop amputated diabetes feet. <laughs> it's kind of like asking a woman to marry you. She says no, then you have to DJ at her wedding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set up these flashpots next to all these Kleenex boxes and <laughs> right. kerosene. But it's not his fault. I feel like it's the club's fault. Well, it's they shouldn't have been setting off pyro and that right, small. Right, right. You know what? I yeah, saw. Yeah, you should know better. Do you know Kozak? The, the magician Kozak, yeah. you know oh, Kozak. Yeah. Uh, I worked with him at Foo Bars back in the '90s. Remember them, Foo Bars? And uh, I was—he uh, opens his show. He goes. Uh, he walks on stage to this crazy music. Ba ba da. It's real Vegas, and it's it's really small. There's like 80 people in this tiny room. If, you remember Foo Bars? Barely. Uh, tiny, like in a mini mall. And uh, he goes up, and the first thing he, he says is, "Close your eyes." And then he ignites this flash paper mass in his hand, and it's blinding. <laughs> and everybody goes, ah, they, they cheer, and then they go, yes, they're blinking away these UFOs. And go, I told you to close your eyes. <laughs> but the thing is, he would do it, and you would see dust and cobwebs on, this, on the ceiling of the club, like kind of, it's like you're going to get this whole place burned down, and oh, we're yeah. in it. <laughs> I worked with Kozak in uh, Austin, Texas. Did he open with the... Th- yeah, absolutely. And he did all the like jump jive type swing music. Oh. And I was taken out by the owner of the local strip club. He would send a limo for all the comics. There were eight strippers in there, and they all were making out. And I was just sitting there. I was like 22. I didn't know what to do. And he goes, son, always pull your dick out. That was his <laughs> big bit of advice. Out of a top hat. Yeah. I'm Kozak, yeah. the magician. <laughs> to see what happens. What's this behind your ear? It's yeah. my penis. <laughs> You're at the bank like, I'd like to deposit it. Uh, I guess I pull my dick out. <laughs> That's how David Copperfield's getting in trouble. Mm. Oh, pull his penis out. Did you see Pull his dick out closer? <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. The middle pulled his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to end on? Now i got to do a song. Uh, should have asked backstage. <laughs> hey, what do you close with? Because I get my dick out. <laughs> All right, let's get this puppy going. All right. We're rolling. All right. Hey, thanks uh, for tuning in again, once again, to Road Stories. I'm, of course, uh, your host, Murray Valeriano. Sitting across the table from me, as usual, uh, the very uh, reliable, I can say, after this week, uh, Joe Wilson. Why, why reliable? Well, because I lost my phone. Oh, I, lost, right. I lost my phone on the 10 freeway. And uh, the, some guy picks it up. It's in five pieces. He puts it together, hits the redial button. Joe's number's on it. He's like, hey, I found this phone. So Joe writes down the guy's number, gets in his car, drives to my house, and gives it to my wife. Because I don't know any other number, and I knew <clears throat> he was pacing somewhere going, where the fuck is my phone? Meanwhile, and I was actually surfing, and I had no idea I lost it. Yeah. <laughs> my wife, How on the other hand... you throw it out the window on the freeway? No, I got out to check my car at oh. the light and knocked my phone out. I thought I just left it at home. So cut to six hours later, seven, eight hours later, I come home. My wife, after Joe drops off this note saying... Uh, yeah, you, your your husband's phone is missing. Well, dropped we it off it. to her, so it's not like yeah. she just came up and found a note. She thinks I'm dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for like Murder. nine hours. And so I come home, not dead. And, she um, was having a party? 
Yeah, she, she was remarried. It was the weirdest thing. This is awkward, but this is this is Victor. He's. Uh, it's only been ten hours. Honey, come on. I had to move on. Uh, joining us today, but anyway, thank you so much for that, Joe. Uh, joining us today, uh, you know, I'm from uh, Premium Blend, uh, Mind of Mencia, Late Friday, a uh, good friend of mine, funny comedian Blaine Capatch. Hi, everybody. It's hey, me, everybody. Blaine. Hey, Blaine. Hi, Blaine. And across from him is the very lovely, very pretty Rich Williams. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. You thought he was going to zig. I thought I was going to zig, but I zagged. Comedy, comedy. And next to him, even lovelier and prettier. I almost said funnier and got my ass kicked by Rich Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jen Kirkman joining us tonight. Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi. At the Valeriano Wilson Podcast Studios in lovely downtown Los Angeles, California. This is Toluca Lack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting Toluca Lack adjacent. Uh, are you Toluca Lake? Is that where you live? No, you no, live in Los Feliz. I'm in Los Feliz. Feliz. No, I'm in, no, Los Feliz, because I, pr- I pronounce it correctly. I do too, but Los I say Feliz. Los Feliz not to, to not intimidate other people. Yeah. It's I know, like yeah. Gyro and Euro. Yeah. yeah. I, I strictly go how it's spelled. Yeah. yeah. What do you I'm call a, it then? A gyro. That's a gyro. You call Los Feliz a gyro? <laughs> yeah, right? That's like, if there's a G in it, right? Los Feliz? Yeah. Gyro? The G is silent. Like in swimming pool. Yes, exactly. I have a friend who went to Japan and then came back and was like, sake instead of sake. And I'm hmm. like, but you, no one said, just say it like we say it. Oh, I went to England. Sorry, Jen, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's it. I went to England. In my racist <laughs> With a girl. Another thing about the Brits. <laughs> With a girl who was of English descent and picked up the uh, English language like that. All of a sudden, we're there and they barely landed at the airport, and she's you know, like, so we going for tea. Oh. Like, what? No, you live in New Jersey. Why are you talking <laughs> like that? But then three days later, I picked up the English accent. It's a very easy it's accent. Like Madonna to pick up. and Guy Ritchie. Mm. Oh. The two of you. It's like oh, no, he is English. It's like working with <laughs> Sorry, Lord Corrette. Have you ever worked with Lord Corrette? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys where at the end of the week, you find yourself doing your act in his delivery. Right. It's <laughs> one of those guys that has the, uh, where you absorb their, uh, their complete personality and then become them and get their PIN number. Yeah. <laughs> Brody Stevens, I want to do his accent or his uh, cadence when I'm around him. Yeah, he is very easy. To He's Brody, addictive. Yeah. Brody Stevens. Uh, Culver City, perhaps you've heard of it. <laughs> wow, I have. I got, a, I got Brody a job at uh, Best Damn Sports Show as the uh, warm-up guy. That was and, you. Yeah, and he was suspended so many times. He wore a <laughs> sweatshirt that said HNIC, the head blank in charge, and stuff. And everybody, he would yell. <laughs> he would yell at the makeup girls, "Shut up! I'm trying to entertain." I'm like Brody, you're the warm-up comic. <laughs> And then he lasted longer than everybody else that was there. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, just, he's still doing it. I re- you know, is he still doing it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I saw him uh, doing warm-up for the man show a couple of times, and he would just go out there, Who wants a T-shirt? T-shirt! <laughs> Over here! Nice tits, ma'am! <laughs> uh, and he would just get him wild, just waving shirts over his head. It was fun. <laughs> I did warm up. I don't. I hope I didn't tell this story on the show before, but I did warm up for MTV, where Ooh. nobody comes to California to see MTV shows, so they have to buy their audiences. Oh, yeah. and oh, it's, yeah. it's just out of work actors making fifty bucks to sit in the audience, and it was four episodes. They shoot four game shows a day, which is relentlessly long. So I made a deal with the audience. I'm like. All right, if you guys laugh when I say laugh, scream when I say scream, yell when I say yell, I won't make balloon animals. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. 
So, oh, that's a painful gig, man. I don't know. Have you, anybody ever done it? Yeah, I have for Last Comic Standing all yeah. of the seasons. I got fired one season because I was writing for the comics. I didn't know it was against the rules. And so I had auditioned the second season. Or no, the first season they said, um, you're not right for the show. Can you do audience warm-up <laughs> for the real comics? It's kind of like asking a woman to marry you. She says no, then you have to DJ at her wedding. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> wow, they look like they're having a great time. <laughs> I got tricked into auditioning for that this year, which I vowed I never would. For what? Last Comic Standing. Oh, Last Comic Standing, right. And after... You thought you were going in for Comics Unleashed? <laughs> <laughs> I got... No, I mean, they. it was like the producer Jen, called I hear me. Jen, I hear you have a mother. <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> I hear you have a mother, and she talks like this, and she's like, Bye. thanks, Byron. <laughs> could, you, could the comics be less unleashed on that show, if you think about it? Because they're just there to do... Their material set up to do their material. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like, look out, where's it gonna go? It's gonna go like their opening five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how did you get tricked? The producer lady called me and she's like, "Look, I know you probably wouldn't do it, but this season, no one's gonna live in the house, and we know all the women on the show have been awful, but I'm really familiar." <laughs> 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 and she's like, "I'm really familiar with the comedy scene, and I know you." And she named like every person that I know, and she's like, "I really like this kind of comedy, and and you should do it. I'm totally in charge. It's gonna be very different this year." I got you an audition. You just go in. I'll know who you are. Like, just made it seem like it was going to be easy. And she's like, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're not going to get a call back. And then that's it. And then no harm done. And she said, if you want anything cut out, just call me and I won't put you on the episodes where they show people getting cut. And I'm great. All right. I go in. And it's the improv, which I feel very comfortable there. And it's totally uncomfortable. And the microphone was rigged with this weird clip that nobody ever would use. So you immediately start fumbling and I did my first joke, which is a tried-and-true joke I've done on the road. I've done it forever. It makes people laugh. <laughs> they just, Sold. They were staring at me. In case we didn't, we didn't get that from the beginning of the description. Yeah. Well, it always, I use it on the road constantly. <laughs> it makes people laugh. It entertains people. <laughs> but they, they all were just staring at me like they were angry. And... Um, what's her name, Kathleen Madigan, started to raise her hand and do some weird thing. And I thought she was doing like an amen. And I was like, so I kept going. And then Ant went, stop, you're awful, awful. And then Alonzo Bowden goes, get the hell off the stage. Yes. And so I, but I couldn't hear them. So I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so I just went, what? And then I heard Ant go again, awful, bye. And I went, oh, okay, um, Oh, weird. And Alonzo goes, why do you think we were holding our hands up? Do you think we were testifying? And I went, kind of. And then I just walked <laughs> walked out and called the woman and went, what the F fuck was that? And then she was like, I'm so sorry. That shouldn't have happened. I don't know what happened. And then she called Kathleen Magan and Kathleen was like, well, we just didn't think she was good and we had a question for her. That's why our hands are up. I'm like, who takes questions yeah. after their opening joke? <laughs> Bush. <laughs> I push. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't understand how how you can put those people in a position to quantify something that's so unquantifiable. You know, it's you got Anne out there making judgment calls. Right. It's it's, it's begging for it. It's oh. begging for it on your hands and knees. Yeah. It's. Uh, I cannot believe. I just thought it would be. We're all in on that. I just was totally tricked, and I went home, and I really felt sick for a day. Felt like I'd been. I really felt... You I got, you got set like up and raped. sucker punched. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's the thing that, that's so weird about comedy is, like, it's, 
it's everybody on a show is supposed to serve the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody's supposed to, you're supposed to entertain the audience. Mm-hmm. I hate to get all, you know, Marxist about it, <laughs> but uh, it, it's, you're supposed to, you know, you want to sell drinks, you want to get hired again, you'd want to, you want people to like you, all that stuff. And if you go up there and you start comparing, well, he's not funny. He's not as funny as she is. She had a weak opener, but she, you know, once you start doing that kind of stuff, it takes all the fun out of it. And it's, 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 it just makes it poisonous, I think. It's like those – I did the comedy competition in San Francisco a couple mm-hmm. of years. And both times, it's like, why are my feet sweating when I've done nothing wrong? All I did right. was five. <laughs> right. All I did was five, and my feet are sweating, and I can't sleep. It's so why weird because I... people – comics love comedy. I mean, even if you have a competitiveness inside of you, like, they didn't watch it with a sense of joy. And I think the show would be just as interesting because you're still going to have crazy people off the street that have never done it. You're still going to have maybe a professional who bombs. Like, interesting things will happen. You just have to trust that. They don't have to be mean to get it rolling. Yeah, but, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's I awful. did the L.A. Comedy Festival with Dante and Jay oh. London. Both of uh, Thank you very much. Both graduates. Standing. And Jay London makes me laugh, and I don't know if I'm laughing at him or with him, because anybody who apologizes constantly for sucking while they're sucking, I say yay. Yeah, he's, <laughs> and, he truly amuses me. But Don, Three rights make a left. Dante <laughs> is, you know, the headliner. And because uh, uh, he's been doing stand-up comedy for 21 years, and he uh, his opening bit is how Last Comic Standing fucked up a joke in the editing. Mm-mm. That's a great opener. You know what audiences love to hear about post-production? It's very relatable. <laughs> it's really, yeah, it's really great. And I then totally he... crashed a couple of discs on Final Cut last week. Who's with me? <laughs> Everyone, where are my Final Cutters? <laughs> and he's wearing a T-shirt that says "Famous Stand-Up Comic." Oh. Is there a question mark at the end or no? No, oh. and, and no irony either. <laughs> well, it probably was pretty wrinkled. I have two quick short stories uh, about Last Comic Standing. The first season. They were airing the worst of the worst, and they thought this was going to be great. It's like American oh, yeah, Idol. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And nobody in the live audience was laughing. And Barry Katz, who's one of the executive producers, turns to me and goes, I don't, I don't understand why this isn't working. I said, nobody wants to see a comic do poorly. It makes you right. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Show the best of the rest. Should, er, everybody who auditioned has at least one good joke. Yeah. yeah. They never did I did. It. Yeah. The interesting mm-hmm. thing about the worst of the worst is... A few of, they weren't bad. No, like no, no. a few of them were good comics. Yeah. They were just set up, you know, like Jen was in yeah. front of two blank, uh, staring bookers, and and they made them look bad. But the, I would say I, from what I can remember, I can remember five good comics off the top of my head that were in the worst of the worst, quote unquote, and they were good comics. Oh well, did I, you see Jen Kirkman in that? Ooh, man, oh man, she is. Oh, I didn't see you. One of the lights is out. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable the whole next day after seeing her. Yeah, my yeah. feet were sweaty for they her. They told me they cut that. <laughs> Not on the internet. Uh, <laughs> and doing warm up, we also I had you to did warm up for last comic for all the seasons. Oh wow! So I had to go backstage and ask each comic in the final ten each week when it was pared down what they were going to talk about, so that I, as the warm up, would not bump into any of their jokes. Uh. And the most was, considerate warm-up ever. Yeah. Well, they made me do it. Okay, I wanted mind. to burn some of these people. <laughs> but uh, I went up. It was right before uh, Dat Fan was going to go out, who won season one unbelievably. Set the bar extremely high. Well, it was a Supreme Court decision, 5-4. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I heard he's Asian. So, yeah. And he has a crazy mom. Mm. Fox News called that he won before the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I go up to Barry Katz and I have the printout. I go, there, there's a major problem. And he's literally about to go on. He goes, what? What's the matter? I said, everybody's act printed out fine, but that fan's printed without any punchlines. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me and he goes, shut the fuck up. Just get out of here. You're the warm-up guy. You're the I warm-up guy. I have a question guy. for you, though. You said that you wrote for some of them on the show. I didn't oh, know yeah. that that happened. Well, I, they did a roast for um, Jay Moore, uh-huh. and so I wrote for a couple of the comics. But I was not embarrassed about it and like I didn't know that it was against the rules yeah yeah I, okay. oh, what, was it against the rules uh, yeah I guess because I worked for the show technically even though I was independent contractor and I was oh, helping a conflict of fun to rest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that does break some sort of weird FCC kind yeah. of game show yeah rule. 21 wow. now you're going to get busted doing this and show and now I know that yeah. they didn't write their own stuff that well, fan didn't <laughs> some other Asian guy <laughs> so you, you go do you do you go pretty far back with Jay Moore? Uh, well, just through the series. Oh, just through, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, because there was a, this house in Hollywood where, like, Jay Moore, Ralphie May, Josh Wolf. That was, was that next to Dave Rath's place up in the hills? Because Rath lived with Posehn uh-huh. and uh, 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 Alan. Uh, oh, why am I blanking on Alan? Alan Funt. Alan Funt, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> they, they kicked him out pranks. when they were doing, he had a camera in the urinal. Yeah. <laughs> they had a urinal in their apartment. Uh, Todd Glass, Dave Rath, Brian Posehn, and next door it was Jay Moore and I think Mark Cohen. And I don't know if that was the same house because I went to a party at Jay Moore's house and I watched Mark Cohen walk into a glass closed sliding door <laughs> and leave like the, the, the face print on it like a bird hitting a window. It was horrible to laugh at, but I laughed really hard at it. <laughs> Uh, it could have killed him. It explains what all that fog is coming over the hills, man. It would just be that pot smoke coming out of those two <laughs> oh houses. My God, yeah. That place was like going to uh, Lee Scratch Perry's house. <laughs> uh, no, this was before, I guess, they made it up to the hills. It was behind this Mexican restaurant. That no, the, that's not it. The waiters <laughs> dealt drugs. and. Oh, wait, that is what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, yeah. Well, what, Chevy's? No. <laughs> <laughs> chilies over there on Sunset. Chevy's no. chilies. You just call the whole thing off. <laughs> do we have to pay for that? By yes. Yeah, great. Yes. Well, we probably do. It was a knockoff. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, it was a parody. Oh, it's a parody. We're covered. How is, you, your, your band still. You're not the Buxotics anymore. Blaine's in a. No. It wasn't the Buxotics, and then that broke up, right? Yeah. We're, we're, now we're in the. I'm in the Tulsa Skull Swingers. Oh, right, right. Nice. With uh, Craig Anton okay. and Ron Lynch and Amit Edelman. Oh, nice. And I think we're playing Wednesday at midnight at Tex Restaurant. They're making some documentary about weird bands in LA, and apparently we're closing it. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Hmm. So, You're I'm, one I, of the I weird just, bands just, in L.A.? Yeah. This nice. one of them. This will air in January, so don't expect a big turnout from our listeners. <laughs> uh, well, oh, in January? Well, I think we're going to be appearing at the uh, crazy Morago Casino in exchange for this announcement. You know how the, the internet, it's kind of slow. It takes a while to get these things up. So Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. So we won't be on strike when this is on, or we will be on strike <laughs> yeah. when this is on. Still be on strike. Who knows? Uh, I hope it's not. especially slow since... Joe spilt a double iced latte on the mixing board. It was a four-shot venti eggnog latte. It's a lot of nog, dude. You sure you're okay to drive? Yes. You're pretty nogged. How many nogs am I holding up? Two. Yeah, man, you're nogged up, dude. Oh, shit. How's uh, your CD selling, Jen? Um, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> wow. Let's start out with some sales figures. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, we want to plug our CDs. Self-help, right? It actually, I'm, it, it's, now it's available digitally on iTunes and other 
I don't know what the fuck it's called, but there's just digital Where you can places. get the Road Stories podcast. Yes, also on iTunes. And I'm noticing people from other countries are buying it digitally, which I find it fascinating. I don't know why or how, but it's happening. They probably think it's actual self-help. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people have been... It's going okay. It's harder to sell. I try to bring it <laughs> on the road with me and sell it, and it feels like I have a lemonade stand. It's pretty embarrassing. Right. And then um, I think it sells okay. I mean, I can't complain. Have you thought of T-shirts? I don't want to <laughs> make any more waste Ball, product in America. Balls you can juggle with. Ben Kirkman <laughs> beer uh, cozies. Yeah. Oh, beer cozies. I'm trying to get back with my wife. I buy the CD. It's all about Blackwater. <laughs> <laughs> what is this Blackwater? I think it's going as well as can be expected. It could be better. What? Most people I know don't buy it, but other people I don't know buy it, which is nice. What goes uh, into recording a, a comedy CD? Uh, well, you might want to ask someone who does it right, but I did a specific thing where <laughs> I was asked to be kind of the first uh, comedy record in this series of comedy records, and I I didn't have to do anything except show up and perform. Like, mm -hmm. the, this guy, Matt Belknap, he did all the sound and the editing and the, everything. So I just did all the stuff that I thought represented where I was at at that time, and I did it. You know, actually, I did it. I tried to keep everything on one theme, mm -hmm. and I did it more like a big, long 45-minute story The, the self-help theme? Kind of, yeah, oh, like my fears. <laughs> There's some, I don't really know why it's called self-help, but, you know, like fears and all kinds of crazy things that I have going on in my head. And uh, so I did that. So it's sort of like, I wanted it to feel like what a night at this Upright Citizens Brigade Theater would feel like if mm. you happen to be there that night seeing me. It's not quite like, my greatest hits, and let me give it to a booker so he gets a sense. Like, mm -hmm. I think it might scare scare people off in that way but uh, is it was it one straight yeah hour set or however long you just did it once and yep and that screw was it. how it goes exactly it's, it's going into distribution tomorrow yep. i edited some stuff out i because i get if i get comfortable with the audience i start telling them everything and i start going off on tangents and uh so i edited out the tangents because they could be worked on and made into better things someday. it's three minutes long <laughs> so <laughs> the cd i just come out and then i go self-help and then i run off <laughs> and then there's whatever, blackwater <laughs> And then there's an album. So how, how do you deal with the, uh, uh, I know from reading your blog, flying, not your number one activity. Uh, how do you deal with that uh, roading? I have, my fear of flying is gone now. Oh, it is? I am the opposite. I am in Wait the exit minute. row. Wait a minute. I am when did that flying? I am. <laughs> she bought the uh, self-help. <laughs> yeah. I am that happen? unmedicated. I am in the exit row offering to help. I'm like pumped and ready. I'm like As eye opposed contact. to before. On Clonopin, asleep, crying with a stuffed animal. And now it's like totally what different. Did you, you get hypnotized? I just had to fly every week for 10 weeks. And then I just, after the second week, I was like, I, I'm so tired from all these drugs. And I have a feeling that I'm okay. If you take drugs long enough on a flight, your body starts to... Re so now I have the relaxation response to flying because I've drugged myself so many times. <laughs> So it's just natural. I have that yeah, response I'm... with driving. I'm hammered. No matter <laughs> if I'm drunk or not, I'm just weaving everywhere. I'm sacking into kids. <laughs> I want to get up on the mic on an airplane and give wow. a speech. Like, everybody who might be afraid, like, come talk to me. So I'm... going on the road And buy my cured. CD, self-help. <laughs> it cured me, and now I love it. Like, I'm wow. going to Chicago this weekend, and I'm like... That's the best road story ever. Yeah, I'm like, I can't wait to get on the plane because no one can bother me. It's just awesome. Especially wow. JetBlue, you watch TV. I am, I am still cool. of the heavily medicated flying, and 
I'm not taking any chances. I'd... Exactly. I, I agree with that, too. I take a little bit. I take a little half of one. Just <laughs> oh, to wait, just, wait, wait what happened go. to the cheerleader? What happened to American well, no, 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 Airlines? Let's go. She's doped up. Here's <laughs> the thing. It's jacked the up on goofballs. My anxiety <laughs> goofballs. is so intense that a half a milligram of clonopin is, is nothing. It's like I could take it right now until around town. It, that, it, might, that might not be... Uh, 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 Go recommended? Ahead. Yeah, recommended. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't take clonopin unless prescribed by a physician. But I used to have to take, like, four or five pills. And, like, I mean, and I would still be panicking. So, I mean, I take a little bit just just so that no physical stuff starts to happen. Like, the beating hard and, I mean, <laughs> fast beating. I stopped my heart <laughs> yeah. from beating. Palpitations. I think five but clonopins yeah. might make your heart. I've never taken clonopin. Is it? I can, you can take five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I took five, I would uh, I would be on a, a website somewhere and a tragic death. Oh no, they're <laughs> non Andy Dick related. They're half milligrams, <laughs> so it's only two point five milligrams. Andy you can, is indestructible. You, I'm bigger than you, so it, you probably couldn't take five. How much do you weigh? I'm not telling everybody. <laughs> All right, Indian leg I, wrestle on the floor right now. Blanket patch, Jen I weighed, Kirkman. I, I uh, I've been trying to gain weight because I'm because I'm losing weight. I'm already thin. I'm I'm just getting I'm just thin. I'm a thin guy, and it bums me out because I look gaunt because I'm getting older. And so I try to eat as much as I can during the day, and I'm I, and I can't seem to stay over one thirteen. What? It's how much it's how much I weighed when I was sixteen. Eat late at night. Right I, weighed, I do. I, do. I weighed one thirteen when I was four. <laughs> I'm so jealous. If I weighed one thirteen, I would look so good in certain outfits. So do I. But then I have to put on my man clothes and go out to the, <laughs> to the shows. Uh, oh. I'm just trying to get into my wife's stuff. Wow. What do you? Think oh, of... are we taping? <laughs> no, thirteen. Uh, but I'm trying to. But it's it's like I I just I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to eat. What, more. What's your weight? What's your weight gain food? What are you going to? Uh, you know what I'm trying to here's the thing is I was I was <laughs> a fast food freak. I was always eating fast food. It was like a, it was a comfort thing. I grew up with it. And uh so I, but uh but I'm getting to that thing where sometimes uh I get like uh like short of breath. I don't want to be the the tragic oh, yeah. heart attack guy. Right, right. So I'm trying to get rid of the fast food and I'm trying to eat better so I eat like oh last I think it was last week. I ate so much meat that I got gout almost. You know that weird oh. that weird food hangover where like you have burning eye blinks and uh, Me, you should gout. just gout. Toxic. Did you say gout? I, yeah, it's it was, you know, it's a verge of gout kind of thing where people overdo it too oh, much okay. rich food. You should drink those uh smoothies from Jamba Juice that are called like moose or whatever. They're like eight hundred calories. It's like chocolate, peanut butter, banana. You know, yeah. I, I just drink the uh, the Adwala uh, soy shakes. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably too healthy. You should yeah. take, like, weight gainer. Yeah, they have that they stuff at, like, GNC. That's yeah. brody. All the fucking I weight just drank muscle go. milk earlier. That'll help you. And we'll be back with Comedian's Diets <laughs> after this. Coming Sorry. up top of the hour, desserts. How do you do it on the road? <laughs> hey, here's, uh, uh, here's, here's a, a weird story. On the, here's an on-the-road story. At a comedy condo, yes. I, was, I was working at Charlie Goodnights mm. in Raleigh, North Carolina. North Carolina, Back yeah. in the 80s. And uh, uh, I was, it was me, I was, I was the MC. The, uh, the headliner was Killer Bees. Oh. Killer Bees. He's kind of like a oh, Jeff Foxworthy 
cross with David Allen Coe, like the the bad boy version of Jeff Foxworthy. So the really, really racist Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, super racist, but, you know, like with the... the you might uh, be a fucking redneck if you hate black people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, like more of a mullet. He was a cool guy. Right. For uh, racist. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I want to say he was racist. I'm but he was, he was much more... He was more of a, more of a caricature of a southern kind of guy mm-hmm. than... And his his big thing was save up, you know, save up. Mm-hmm. He would like he'd tell a joke. <laughs> he'd tell a joke at the beginning. The crowd would laugh. He go, no, 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 save up, save up. Oh, and he'd tell man. another joke, and they'd start like, no, no, save up. <laughs> and the, so you got to the point where after every joke, the crowd's going save up. <sighs> they carry him out on their shoulders and stuff. He's pharaoh to them. Oh my god! Uh, but it was me and Killer Bees and this guy uh, Jeff Sweeney. Did you ever work with Jeff Sweeney? So I don't many think comics I... named Sweeney. Yeah, I get my Sweeney's confused, like my Baldwin's. <laughs> yeah, it's well, I don't think it was one vat of Sweeney's. It was a separate Sweeney. But this guy, uh, we all got in the car and went to the Piggly Wiggly because we were going to be there for like Tuesday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we go to the Piggly Wiggly and we're all doing our shopping. And Jeff Sweeney got a, I guess, what, 15 of them because we, we were there for five days or whatever. He got 15 microwave baked stuffed potatoes (laughs) and he ate one for breakfast one for lunch one for dinner every day he had two pairs of pants he wore a pair of pants around the around the the condo and then he had two shirts and he would iron his pants and his show pants and his shirt before the show show pants yeah the show pants jackass (laughs) and uh and he would just sit don't touch my show pants (laughs) Uh, there's always in my baked stuffed potatoes Believe me, dude, nobody was in your baked stuffed potatoes. And then killer killer bees would go, hey, uh, uh, hey we're going to go, uh, uh, you want to help me? I'm going to go down to the mall. And we would just smoke pot and go to the mall and talk about how much we hated him and his baked stuffed potatoes. <laughs> then, we, then we found out that's a bad comedian diet thing. Right. But yeah. here was the thing about Jeff Sweeney. He said that he was, uh, just off the cuff conversation, he was saying, yeah, well, you know, uh, I was doing a, like a Sobel tour, like a comedy caravan for Tom Sobel, a bunch of dates around the Midwest or whatever. And uh, I got to this one city, and the uh, uh, the gig was canceled. So I uh, uh, I had a warrant for my and I had an outstanding <laughs> warrant. So I turned myself in, stayed there for the weekend, and then I had you know that way I didn't have to go back. And it, he used his his outstanding jail time to cover the fact that he needed a room while he was in town. His gig got canceled. Oh. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing because he was he said he was technically homeless. He just lived on the road. He would yeah, go from yeah. gig to gig right. with his pan his show pans and his. <laughs> And his baked oh stuffed potatoes and his outstanding warrants. The only joke I can remember he did is he does it. You ever get so drunk where you just put your foot in the toilet and piss down your leg? That's the only <laughs> joke I can remember him doing. It was a funny joke. It's a good joke. one. It's a great joke. Save it. Save it. Save, save up. up. Save, save up. up. Is he on MySpace? I'm going to request him immediately. The flip side, and I can't remember the name of the comic, but uh, not very good. He'd tell a joke, nothing would happen, he'd just, and he would just stand there and go, take your time. Take <laughs> your time. Yeah, well, that's my new opener. Oh. <laughs> we were in a, a comedy condo. Do you guys know Robert Hawkins? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's oh, he's a famous scientist. That's <laughs> Stephen. I totally oh. killed. Didn't he play guitar? Isn't, isn't he a guitarist? No. You're thinking Screaming Jay. Hawkins. So you, Ronnie Hawkins. You yeah. know at these comedy condos, there's never any decor. It's always just blank walls. It's so miserable. So he and I went to... Uh, uh, Salvation Army, and we bought these like old 1970s portraits of, of these girls and just put them up, and it freaked <laughs> comics out for years to come. It's like they look like runaways. What the hell did you guys do? Oh, man. There, there was a comedy condo in, uh, it's, it's for slapsticks in Baltimore. Did you ever work slapsticks? I never worked Baltimore. 
and uh, uh, they, uh, it was a nice place at this place that overlooked the inner harbor. You could see the aquarium and the submarine and stuff. And uh, a Geechee guy punched a hole in the wall. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm going on record by saying this is the second Geechee guy reference on Road Stories. Okay. That's amazing. I can tell Geechee guy stories. <laughs> uh, Geechee guy punched a hole in the wall. This was before Sharpies, so he took a ballpoint pen and circled it a bunch of times and then wrote, Geechee Guy did this. <laughs> and because Geechee Guy did that, the, uh, the, the club owners came up and yanked the phone out of the wall so that nobody would have any phone privileges, which also meant that you couldn't buzz people in or out. It was great. It was, thanks, Geechee. Oh. Thanks, Geechee. So, wow, way to go. Geechee Guy, what an oh, asshole. I'm sorry, right. if, I'm sorry if I keep babbling. No, no. I was sitting in an airport. Airport. Uh, and uh, we're all tying it all together using English. It's a callback. Uh, I'm sitting at the airport, and this is when Beat the Geeks was on all the time. Oh yeah. And this woman, Blaine, former host of Beat the Geeks on Comedy Central. Yeah, I was I was J. Keith Van Stratton. And uh, this woman sees me, and I see her see me, and I know she knows that I'm somebody. And she comes over. And, and she <laughs> goes, somebody. Or no, but I know she yeah, yeah. she knows that I'm whatever. And she comes over, and she goes, she's smiling. She goes, hi. I said, oh hi. She goes, listen, I really hate to bother you. Uh, uh, this is going to sound weird. Are you Geechee Guy? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not, but I know who he is. And wow. she goes, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. And then she walks away, and she stops and turns back. She goes, I don't know what's weirder, the fact that I thought you were Geechee Guy or that you knew who Geechee Guy was. <laughs> and then she shakes her head and walks away. Man. Does he look like you? I have no idea who Geechee guy, guy is. Guy. I have no idea who Geechee guy is. Joe, do you know Geechee Guy? I, do I don't know him Rich? either. Legendary. I've road heard guy. of him. Right. You should have I... said, ma'am, don't be sorry. I'm not Geechee Guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should have said it. And who do I make that out to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, thank you. Why, yes, I am Geechee Guy. <laughs> what, is it, is Geechee Let's guy go over to the Chili's, too. I'm sure he is. Really, we got to have him on. He, yeah, he's like a he's a he's a legendary guy, and yeah. he's he's one of those guys where he's how do you spell he, Geechee? G e e c h y. It's not his real name. It's why he's it's <laughs> why he's why he's what? never been on Letterman because uh, he won't use his real name. What? And Letterman won't, won't, won't. But have brother Theodore. Names? They won't uh, call him Geechee guy. Won't let him use Geechee guy. Maybe it was the Tonight Show. I was. I'm not sure. I, I'll have to I'll have to Google it and Snopes it. Do yeah. Google, <laughs> Google Snopes cross. Yes. On Geechee. Fact check. Wow. Maybe that's why I haven't been on the Tonight Show. Though. I don't like my name. Murray Valeriano. He's got a great name. And nobody can pronounce it. Murray Valeriano. Except Blaine. Blaine and me can pronounce it. Pretty, it rhymes almost. Murray Valeriano. Yeah, Valeriano. No, Murray doesn't. Valeriano. <laughs> no, I guess it just rolls. It rolls. But it got, so, it got so bad I had to hack my name down to Murray V because people couldn't pronounce it and then... They would just Murray V's good too. Murray V is yeah, good. Yeah, then I sound like a fucking yeah. You sound, dude, like, sound like, like Tony V. Like a, oh, Tony like hey, Tony. hey, don't make me and my brothers come out there and kick your ass if you don't laugh at my jokes. You know, Murray V, the only podcast where you can smell the cologne. What about <laughs> Murray Valeri? Do you buy your car? <laughs> Murray Valeri. Now that rhymes. Or Murray Valerie. I'm just <laughs> Murray, Murray Vale. Uh-oh. Murray Vale. Oh, that's for my doo wop. That's like group. Jerry Vale. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Murray Vale. Murray Vale and the Seeds. Oh, what about that? Speaking of Murray Vale, I saw uh, Nutty Professor last night, Buddy Love. The original Nutty Professor? The original Nutty oh, Professor. Okay. He, Jerry Lewis was so shiny. He was so shiny, they didn't have anybody working makeup. Everybody was so shiny, they looked like they were... They didn't powder them down. No powder at all. Man, I Sorry. used to love those Jerry Lewis movies when I was a kid, man. Like uh, Cinderfella and uh, uh, 
That's really the only one I can remember. Are you French? Hated them then. I never saw any. Well, I hate Jerry Lewis. I just I hated I the Stooges and Jerry Lewis. As a kid, I hated them. Now I hate them. I not the band, the Stooges. Oh, the no, Three no, no. Stooges. Yeah, no, I, I love the Three Stooges. Well, yeah. now there is and I've been left. and I've been accused of being gay because I hate the Stooges. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, and who, the, the, the quadruple you? shot eggnog latte. <laughs> <laughs> it's not helping. Who was accusing you? The guy whose penis was in your mouth. Hello. Hey. My theory. Welcome the, to my roast. My theory on the Three Stooges is if you're straight and you like them as a child, that you enjoy curly, but then as you mature. You uh, start to realize Shemp's own geniusness. Shemp is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. I used to like them when I was a kid. My mom would get so mad at my dad for letting me watch them. She's a young girl. She shouldn't be watching that, Ronnie. And she'd start yelling. You know what? I forgot all about this. I was working for a, a producer who produced the Three Stooges Festival in Burbank at the Burbank Hilton or Burbank whatever. Isn't that like this weekend? Is it? I think it's this weekend. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Wow. No. It all comes around, Blaine. It all it comes does. around. This is it like comes around this weekend. <laughs> this At the like Burbank like Hilton. Hilton, Hilton, Hilton. Stooge, stooge, stooge. It had to have been in 99. And, were, and I'm like, hey, I'd love to go. Why not? And so I took my girlfriend with me. I swear to God, I was the only there w- guy there with a date. And every, everybody <laughs> was dressed like the Three Stooges. We were the only ones dressed normal. And they all kind of gave me that weird eye. Like, <gasps> a girl. <laughs> girl, girl, girl. Go, 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 go. The only other girl here has got a bald cap on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot of women that look like Larry. <laughs> oh, she's <Awesome>. fine. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. You know what? There was there was one summer. There was one summer that the, that the Stooges were on every like every day for a half an hour, and I just remember being home and I watched them every day. I saw them until they went. They reran a bunch of times. I was like, wow, I was it, it was really good. I did my Stooge time all in that summer. I loved them. I appreciated them. Now I don't have any hatred of the Stooges. You got to let go of your hatred, Joe. What's well, not? I mean, hatred is just energy you could be. Using on yourself for something else. Oh, Christ. Like hating stuff. Fucking, I don't uh, know. <laughs> I, I put my hatred into the universe, and the universe takes my hate and aims it at people. Oh. That's why there's war. The you know what would help you? What? Jen Kirkman CD, Self Help. There you go. <laughs> channel, I don't think channel it, that anger help. into flights. You should write a book called Joe Help. <laughs> I don't it know might if, just make you angry at me. <laughs> I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor that Bill Cosby bought the rights to the Little Rascals, which always accompanied the Three Stooges, yes. mm-hmm. and will never air it because he thinks that it the stereotypes wow. of buckwheat and stymie and all now that stuff. That. Yeah. yeah, wow, that's pretty balls out. I'd like to do that. With just some buy stuff an entire yeah, catalog. Have enough money to buy stuff you hate and take it off the air. See you later, suddenly, I Susan. <laughs> Is it still on? You're like, Ted Koppel, what happened to Arliss? <laughs> we traced it to Blaine Capatch's apartment. Arliss, four seasons I worked. Thanks. <laughs> I was uh, I was walking the, the the picket line in front of Warner Brothers. Uh, Writers Guild at this point still on strike. Still on strike. And uh, Seladarnock. And I was uh, walking with uh, Adam Small, who was a producer on Mad TV, and he and Fax Barr produced a lot of comedy shows, Blue Collar TV, Blue Collar. Jamie Kennedy, Kennedy Experiment, sure, a lot sure. of that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, he was telling me that they were working on a show with Bill Cosby. This is might all be, you know, bullshit on my part. It is. I'm making it all up. Uh, uh. That they were doing a sketch show with Bill Cosby, where they were turning his routines into sketches. They had a, sketch players that Cosby picked, and he was in charge of it. They, he gave wow. them he gave them the rights to all of his material, and they were going to just turn it into little sketches and stuff. And I think the network was like, nobody knows who Cosby is; he's too old. Uh, what? Wow. 
He's, I know somebody that's just too old. Actually, Jackie Cation went to see him a couple of years ago live, and he did the Dennis bit like you know, like it was McCartney doing you know the long and winding My road. Is yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did he yeah. do it as an encore? <clears throat> Uh, I don't remember. I wasn't. I don't remember the details. Is that going to happen to Seinfeld someday? Because he's still motoring about, even though his show is yeah, fourteen he, years off the air. He retired his material, like the the twenty years. Uh, he did some like yeah, never yeah, again. Yeah. Oh, he said uh, for the last time on HBO. A few yeah. years right. Back, okay. Again. But Cosby it's airing again stuff. this week. <laughs> <laughs> and will for the next twenty years. You know, the uh, the first concert I ever saw when I was a kid uh, was Bill Cosby. My, uh, wow. Oh, really? My, uh, my friend Tracy Smith and I used to do Cosby routines in class, and our moms got together, and they he played Aww. the York Fair, and we sat front row center at the York <gasps> Fairgrounds. I must have been like 11 or 12 years old. Cool. And I knew all of his stuff by heart. I would lip sync it in the basement. I just knew everything. And he, I'll never forget it. He came out, and he sat down, and he, he just started talking. Just started talking, and then like a half an hour later, I was like, "Oh my God, he's done seven of these classic bits!" And it just sounded like he was just talking. Yeah. It was just mind blowing. It wow. just sounded like a conversation, and there was all that stuff in it. It was so he was so engaging. I'll never forget it. Is that when you knew that you wanted to be a comedian? Then? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean, <laughs> Mom? <laughs> no, you know, uh, I, my parents took me to see Red Skelton mm-hmm. when I was a little kid. Well, not took me, but they went to. Uh, my parents and their friends, the Gervins. Oh, yeah. Back the when people wore ties and dresses and things. Bowl of keys. Mrs. Gervin. Yeah. Tips the bottle. Ooh, this is, is, is cooking. <laughs> Pills. Uh, this was at Long's Park in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And uh, it was a big outdoor amphitheater thing. And I was like four years old. And uh, I couldn't, I remember I couldn't see, Red Skelton's up there doing whatever, and I couldn't see. So I just went up and sat on the stage with my feet hanging off and just was sitting there looking. Because I wanted to see the show. I just thought, I'll go up and sit on the stage. It would be a good view. And uh, <laughs> and I remember uh, he, at one point, Red came over, and he leans over, and he says, blah, blah, blah. He says something to me. He's got the clown on or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know what I said. <laughs> and the crowd laughs. And then he says something else, and, he, and the crowd laughs. And then he leans down, and he pats me on the head. And uh, at that point, my mom comes up. She's like, here, I'll take him. And takes just my mom. They were looking for me. But I was sitting on stage. Is that but, on your resume? No. Opened for Opened. Red Skelton. <laughs> Opened for Red Skelton. But you know what? I just remember just feeling the, the crowd looking at me and laughing and just thinking to myself, oh, my God. I'm funnier than this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> at four. Clowns? Really? Is that funny still? That's I how I felt when I saw... Um, that's how I felt when I saw. I'm gonna make a joke, but I'm I'm like choose not to. Oh. <laughs> so I felt when I saw the unknown comic, Murray Langston. <laughs> Murray Langston. My uh, my friend Suzanne, her dad played in a jazz band with him in the Navy. I heard I heard Murray Langston has the hose. Oh really? A big P. Yeah, he's got I, a got a big P. You know what's funny? I is, think Kucinich does, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> right. Is that how he got that <laughs> wife? Just here. Have you seen Kucinich's wife? That's, She's I mean, a babe. they got married like three days later. He's a huge penis. It's, She's got a absolutely. tongue stud. Yeah. She's a babe. Yeah. A first yeah. lady with a, a tongue stud yeah. is just good international policy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hillary's got a strap on, I think. So. <laughs> More importantly, the unknown want, comic. I want, I want to see the two of them walking around the Middle East and uh, making peace. Oh, yeah. Not only can we see her hair in her face, her tongue's got a piece of metal in it. Oh, yeah. Trouble getting through the airport. I worked with uh, 
Uh, first of all, I really liked Murray Langston because his name was Murray. And I was mm-hmm. the only other Murray. Murray the Lang. Murray the Lang, Murray Lang, they called him. But I worked with I'm the, the same way with Joe Piscopo. <laughs> Joe, Joe Piss? Joe Piscopo. The, the heavier you get, the less funny you are. So keep that in mind. Blind I don't know. John Panette puts, puts paid on that, doesn't he? Oh, uh, yeah, good think? point. Well, there's the exception to every rule. Jack and, Zach and Mac? Yeah. Oh. Dead. Dead yeah. from comedy. Oh. Yeah. Ralphie May. Oh, Mark Rossi. You know Mark Rossi, right? You're from Boston. I don't. I don't know. I don't legendary fat. You know I don't, Mark I don't Rossi. know Mark. Legendary fat guy. Yeah? So fat. How fat was wait, he? Wait, did he sell little soaps afterwards? No. He, he had no idea. <laughs> they just looked little. He no, was there, was, there was a guy who did that. That uh, sounds like his name. He would sell little soaps in Atlantic City. Or no, uh, Wildwood, New Jersey. Because he had a whole soap? bit about how he had a soap... The little soaps from the hotel. Oh, they and get got stuck, stuck in his butt. ass, and then he went on the water flume. And guess what popped out? That little soap. Like he did it as a long callback to it. Hey, if you want to borrow soap afterwards, I got it back here for twenty-seven dollars. God, I gotta sell something God, on the I road. Need what can I sell? Oh, I can sell fake buck teeth. Yeah. <laughs> fake buck teeth. Yeah. Why don't you just sell? Uh, go to the store and buy like a bunch of coke cans and just sell them for a dollar. As long as you have a coke can bit. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Todd Glass, I guess, used to sell just a Xerox piece of paper, and he'd sign it. Oh. And he'd yell at people, <laughs> it's a dollar, you fucking idiots! <laughs> I want to do that. i got to sell something. I went to, I went to buy a piece of, uh, from a photographer. Uh, what are you doing, Rich Williams, besides I'm, destroying I'm the sorry, studio? I'm trying to get uh, he's, he's situated a, here. My he's, crabs his legs are starting to. He's, double, he's moonlighting as a foley walker. He's recording that <laughs> yeah. creaky floor scene later. Maybe you have a little piece of soap stuck in your butt crack. <laughs> no, I have the Vic Dunlop eyeballs lodged in my ass. Oh, <laughs> man, he sells those, right? Yeah, he also sells the Vic Dunlop amputated diabetes feet. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh. oh. What the hell is that? <laughs> you can I don't only know sell two. Oh, hey, speak, did, did, uh, on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving just, just came and went, and uh, uh, I spent it at my in-law's house watching, speaking of diabetes, watching the Brett Michaels uh, dating reality oh, show on VH1, oh, Rock of Love. Yeah. Oh, I never saw that. Oh, God, it made me feel so bad about myself and others. <laughs> but it, he, it, at the end, it's like he's, you know, he's got diabetes bad. And everything. He Brett does? Michaels he does? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that the big reveal? You get me and... You should give me two shots a day. Love me, love my insulin. <laughs> wow. No, I, I just, there was, there who was one. Who would have known sugar was his poison? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. wow. No, You've got to write an article. Seriously. The point really and the good. match. I'm blogging that. And did he also sing Pour Some Sugar on Me? No. Oh. That was, that yeah, was that Def Leppard, been... and they lost an arm. So what does that mean? They should have mm. lost their hearing. That would have been oh. deaf. They, lo- they lost their an arm and like three other guys. Two guys. Two guys. Yeah. You know, uh, in my hometown of York, Pennsylvania, it's a very heavy metal town, and uh, uh, somebody spray painted Def Leppard on an overpass on the eighty three, mm-hmm. and and uh, but they uh, misspelled Def Leppard by oh. spelling it correctly. Oh, oh like D E A F. No. Leopard. A R D. Is the, the most, the smartest, stupidest thing I've ever seen. Deep Leopard. I'm a huge fan and a shitty speller. I mean, but I'm a great speller and a, I don't know what I am. I remember watching the Behind the Music on that. Great Behind the Music, man. Death, drug abuse, it's everything you want in Behind the Music. But uh, the lead singer was yelling, 
you know, we started all with the long hair and the hairspray and the and the and all and all the eighties rock. And I'm like, that's like You're saying you invented AIDS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like OJ's. If I did it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did kill these two people. You know, if if he would have been in prison for killing those two people. This whole uh, uh, hotel invasion thing wouldn't have happened. Exactly. Yeah. I hope he gets like life. I think it would just be great. It would be, <laughs> or at least trouble, justice. or sorry. Okay. <laughs> you're, char- you're charged with breaking and injuring. You get the death penalty. Booyah. <laughs> I just love when CNN breaks away from somebody talking about martial law in Pakistan, so they can go to live coverage of the trial of uh, OJ. Uh, and and the best thing was a shit went out on the air on CNN because it was the sports oh. uh, collector guy, and he was saying, "Well, he said grab all this shit," and it went out. I'm just like, eh, "CNN, you're not going to get in trouble for that, are you?" <laughs> FCC. Courses. No, of course not. It's educational. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, we were. So going, so able to swear and cuss on TV, and then all of a sudden, you just can't do it anymore. You know, I mean, everybody swears, yeah. and I, it's, it's, it's one of those cases where you're not allowed to talk about what everybody. T- it's like you're not allowed. My my friend Mark Voice said in comedy, you're not allowed to talk about pissing, shitting, and fucking. It's mm-hmm. what everybody does. You have to do it. Well, not fucking, but mm-hmm. everybody does anyway. The things you're not allowed, the, the things that everybody have in common, are what you're not allowed to talk about. And the same thing with it's this weird. I don't know where I'm going with this. This weird denial of the fact I'm that everybody notes. says shit. You know, you stub your toe. <laughs> shit, goddammit. it. Ah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, oh, I've never uh, clutched my pearls and faint. Oh, somebody said cock. Well, you know what's so uh, uh, upsetting about that is that. Words just convey a meaning so that if I say something, Joe, you can understand what I'm saying. When these uh, uptight people say fudge instead of fuck, they're saying fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. the same thing. It's making fudge worse. dirty. Yeah. yeah. But Beat when you say fuck. fuck, you're saying fudge. That's right. But it's I like have a, yeah. By the way, as soon as we wrap this up, I'm going to go fudge my wife really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the butt? What? what? <laughs> I'm going to do. Fudge. I'm going to go do my wife up the fuck tunnel. <laughs> I'm going to pack some fuck. That's gross. I'm just going to blow dry this mixing board. (laughs) (laughs) Let me into your baby cave. I have a bit about about masturbation, and I don't know if it's because I'm a girl or whatever, but when I do it on the road, people get really quiet, and I have to stop, and in a funny way, I make a joke like, women have been masturbating for five years now. You know, like, it's so stupid, but I have to be like, it's okay. And then they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And I still don't know why they get so uptight at first. Like, it must be a girl thing because the guys always talk about it, everyone's fine, but I have to go into this thing of how it gets not gross and if you're picturing it, like, picture this instead and hang on and this. It's like, come on. And are, and are you I being introduced as a comedian? <laughs> no, I, well, at times, yeah, yeah. But I, I usually do. That. Oh, it's uh, young people write that. I go on some other podcasts around town and they spell it E N N E, Jen Kirkman, comedian. Not on this podcast. Oh, I know. He's a comedian. Yeah, and by the way, uh, yeah, you're banned from road stories. You can't do any other uh, yeah. podcasts. <laughs> yeah. And you're road from yeah, band stories. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's an exclusive. Shoot. Oh, sh- <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> oh, that's some effed up S. <laughs> I heard, yeah, you know, I, I heard some guy say, dude, that is some effing fucked up shit. I'm that's like, pretty funny. You just said fucking fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Why did you go effing on the first fucked? <laughs> effing fuck. I think effing's just a word now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I like effing. It's pretty good. It's a good word. Effing is what people say when they, uh, when they have uh, streaked hair and they do shooters. Man, that's effing wow. And high five. Yeah. Those kind of people. Yeah, that's that. Down I think Howard Joey's. Stern made effing cool because I am a fan and listen to him and he... Uh, you know, he had to say F and F and 
during his last years on terrestrial radio. And it sounds kind of cool when he says it. F that, man. That's, pretty, that's my Howard Stern impression. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, it was like he was in the room. Great. Mm-hmm. Rich, you were on Stern, weren't you? You were? I was on a long time ago. Was he great? No. He, no, I just got bashed. I, oh, I, I I'm sorry. This time Maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. You went on during no, 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 his mean no. years. It, it was his great. It was a great experience. I understand you failed a test that you really needed to pass in school. What was yeah. that like? <laughs> I had taken this time management seminar uh, and it, it actually Wait a minute. It's, how do you get from a time seminar <laughs> exactly, to stern? Exactly how? I got I've really been going high about afterward. my career all wrong. I woke uh, up in this hotel room in Atlantic City. <laughs> right. <laughs> I met Tony Robbins. No, I was a, a headhunter for computer programmers, and I just started doing stand-up, but I looked like Bill Clinton. So I started getting a bunch of work as that. But I went to this time management <gasps> seminar. It said, write down one thing you want to do in the next year that you're too afraid to do. And I said, send a tape of my Clinton impression to be on Stern. In six months, I was on Stern. Wow, it was wow. just a bunch of events pulled together. I was on with the ex-drummer from Guns N' Roses who had been kicked out because he did too many drugs. Duff. Yeah, yeah. No, Beth's bass player. No, it's um, oh, oh, that's Matt Stephen Sorum? Adler. Oh, Steve Matt Adler, Sorum yes. replaced him. Yeah. Okay. And so I went on there dressed as Clinton with all these porn stars, and we were just distractions so that Stern couldn't delve too much in this guy's life. And <laughs> the guy had me reading off people he wanted to thank as Clinton. So as soon as I walk in, Stern's going, oh, you're a lookalike. Oh, that's so creepy and weird. And I was just doing it to, you know, so I could get time to build up my act. And I didn't, I started reading it off. Stern thought I was doing plugs. And he's, I'm going to chop your fucking head off, throw you out the window, don't read plugs. And I didn't want to break character and just be myself because I didn't want to disappoint Steven Adler, <laughs> the drummer who got kicked out of Guns N' Roses. Oh, how funny. So Man, it was just torture. <laughs> Because he would have walked out of the studio and killed himself. Yeah, right. exactly. Plus, you don't want to piss off the guy with the good drugs. Yeah. All right, come in the room. Come on, people. No. Nope. <laughs> I got my Klonopin. I got my own. get no love from Klonopin? <laughs> Klonopin Kirkman. I remember her. She was on the comedy scene in the 2000s. That's my mnemonic device. Klonopin Kirkman. J K K K K K. More Ks. You know, my trick to flying is I smoke as much pot in the car on the way to the airport as I can. Oh, well done. Oh, my God. And I don't fly with it. Pot makes me a panic attack, so that yeah. would not work for me. You know, it, 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 calms, me, it calms me down. My yeah, trick make... is I smoke as much pot on the way to the airport, then I forget where I'm going. I just go back home. I sit in the back of my car and go, man, where's the cab driver? <laughs> man, I, took, I, was a, I was a pothead in high school and college years and stuff like that, and then I took like seven years off. And in those seven years, marijuana became so powerful that yes. if I take one hit, I'm reduced to tears and paranoia, and I have to go home. That's I'm sure that's the case, yeah. yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, it's drag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I hate it, too. weight to bear. <laughs> I hate that one-hit wonder shit. Yeah, it's so, so effective. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's organic. I, I see people at these medical marijuana like a, places with, like, balloons that they're inhaling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, those, those, are, those, are, those are vaporizers. The volcano vaporizer. And, uh, There's less... It's 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 like a it's a bag and you you the you put pot in a thing and then you Welcome heat to it. Pot talk. Yeah, I, I'm going somewhere good with this. Believe me. Oh no, I'm, uh, I'm ready it, to pile it, on. It, it, bur- it burns it with Joe. like really hot air. It's yeah. like, it like it it almost bakes it or dry roasts it and it blows. It vaporizes <laughs> yeah. the THC it into burn. this bag 
and then you inhale what's in the bag, and it's like it's like smoke-free smoke, yeah. and it's all THC. And it's, it's like not that. bad for your lungs. It's the it's healthiest not... way to smoke pot because it and doesn't burn. It and gets you so effing high. It man. gets you to- last time I T and F and high. T and F and high. <laughs> I took a hit off a of vapor. I had a party, and I took a hit off a of vaporizer. A half hour later, I kicked everybody out, threw up, and went to bed. It gets yeah, that's so why I don't. Threw it wasn't even my house. <laughs> and you know why people love vaporizers they love to throw up yeah. here's where yeah, well, I was going with that we well, have the bag for it oh. <laughs> here's where I was going with that that's too much effort to smoke pot if, right. it, if somebody goes hey uh, uh, do you have a pipe or papers you go well uh, no but I can hollow out it you know what forget it I'll have a drink you know yeah, what yeah. forget it I won't have anything I'll have some coffee I don't need to get high that bad but it's hard. It's really hard to find people who actually smoke anymore because the vaporizers are really the in with the in kids. I just think it looks so crazy. I've been to a party where people pull them out, and I'm like, really? Like a small, yeah, like adult little. Yeah, they, look, they look like the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, right? people or look very the Tom dependent. Petty video that spooked Alice in Wonderland. I don't know. I start trouble. judging. I start judging. Going, look how dependent you are on this. Yeah. Like you're boring me too. Seriously. It's too much trouble. You know, it, I, it wakes you out so much. You got to take a clonopin, huh? <laughs> <laughs> or have Some, a drink. I, <laughs> I mean, come on. People yeah, come drink on, people. Wine and clonopin. <laughs> Start judging alcohol. (laughs) And no one smokes weed in the comedy scene. It's probably the least popular drug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I know. I think think us three are the only three who don't. You know, uh, there's there's a a bad Coke resurgence going on. There is? In the comedy scene? Fuck yeah. Among the nerds I know? People we know. Oh, yeah. I did Coke for a while. Oh, right. Yes. It's bad. You know what? It's, it's, uh, I can't, I can't believe the people that, that, that say that they know comedy, that know how comedy was in the 80s, and see how sweaty and just guys soaked through their shirts on Mm. Bill Boggs' Comedy Tonight. You know, just, you look ridiculous. Like that movie when stand-up stood out, the Boston comedy scene movie. Oh, yeah, Fran Salamita. Yeah, everybody's so sweaty. Coke is a bad drug. It's, and, and so it's overconfident expe- about the about the oh, uh, just me. Oh, sorry, I'm the only one. Like everyone has that same kind of joke, but super confident about it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep my drug use to myself, except when I talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I did I did coke once at a party at the Comedy Factory Outlet Christmas party in Philadelphia. This is back in the eighties. Comedy Factory yeah, the Outlet. Comedy Factory Outlet. There were two co- CFOs. Yeah, I'll, I'll half off. There was one. In, there was one in Philly, and there was one in Baltimore. And uh, I was on the floor staff in Baltimore. They would they would have the staff be comedians, so that if somebody didn't show up, they could put comedians on. It was good, but. Uh, uh, we went to this party in, at the one in Philly. We rented a van, and I remember I was I was smoking pot. I was really drunk, and I was on acid. What? Wow. Was, I'm having a great time at this, this weird old place. Just, <laughs> it's Christmas in you Philadelphia. Leveled I'm, it off with a clonopin. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm like 22 years old. This is it's incredible. I'm just what's going on? And uh, uh, and this one comic came out, uh, and he had a little coke spoon, little thing, little vial, mm. whatever. He was nobody was doing lines, but we're all standing out in an alley and we're smoking a joint. And uh, uh, this is, of course, after uh, the statute of limitations has gone on this story. Uh, he pulled out a little thing. A lot this... of people are getting busted off podcasts. Yeah, right. <laughs> a little, spo- little snort of it, just a little tiny thing of it, and it killed every buzz I had. Every yeah. buzz I had. And I never, I, and I kept drinking, and I couldn't get any, couldn't get drunk. It was like, I'll never do coke again. That might have been the acid, though. No, it wasn't. Really? Because I remember when <laughs> I used not to blame the acid. When I used to do acid, I remember not. Like, once you level off on acid, there's no... You can just chow as much acid as you want. You're not going to get any more fucked up. Oh, no. my God. I, oh. I've never done acid. I'm too afraid. 
I don't do acid anymore. I'm afraid no, I'll lose my was, mind. This was back, you know, when I was touring with fish. <laughs> Weren't you in the string cheese incident? I don't mean the band. I mean the string cheese incident of, of Philadelphia. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, a lot of people died. Right, right. And then, the, <laughs> then the big lizard came out and ate George. Oh, mm. man. Who was that lizard? I read for that. <laughs> I read for the part of the lizard in my acid trip. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Any, uh, well... Any plugs before we uh, wrap this thing up? Any uh, Jen Kirkman CD, uh, self-help, you can get at... iTunes, and you can go to my MySpace page, myspace.com slash Jen Kirkman. One end on the Jen, please. Thank you. How many ends in Comedian? Uh, 14. Okay. <laughs> and also hit her up for Klonopin when you see her at UCB. <laughs> How many ends in Klonopin? How um, many ends am I holding up, Jen? Not enough. I, there's no ends in Klonopin. <laughs> <laughs> you missed my great facial. When does this air? Um, January. January. Oh, January. Okay. Yeah. I don't uh, have any plans yet, so I can't no. announce anything. All right. Okay. Rich Williams, uh, working around town, going on the road. Uh, uh, actually, I'm full time focusing on mybluecollar.com. All right. Uh, yes, we're course. partnered with Funny or Die, and uh, I've heard producing. Of is that the uh, the one comedy site that's not going under? Is Funny or Die? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody else is going under. We're we're partnered with uh, Tony Hawk's site too, and so we. Oh, did, I didn't know that. We did a a spoof. Um, called Tony Hawking, Skateboarding Super Genius. <laughs> and it's Stephen Hawking basically in a wheelchair, and he does a face plant. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, living in Ali. We actually have a weird blue collar. I write for Building Ball. You produce blue collar TV. Blue really? collar for a couple seasons. Yeah, yeah, nice. And I'm from a blue collar family. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> oh, there you go. Wow. Plumber. Joe Wilson is French for blue collar, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> Which is an uh, expression of uh, distaste and surprise at the same time. Anything, uh, <laughs> anything coming up, Blaine? Uh, after the strike? Uh... Uh, no, I think I'll be. A, uh, I think I'll be a free agent. Yeah. Okay. In two thousand eight, I hope. All right. Uh, you're the what, according to the Chinese? Uh, oh, good question. You're the uh, ant. Shit out of that. <laughs> oh, I hope he doesn't stand up and yell during <laughs> my a, my ant. set. You know, I'm just you know I'm just gonna... everybody's gay with hair plugs for 2008. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna try to do stand up, and I'm playing in a band and having fun. Oh yeah, uh, the, what is it? The voodoo glow the, skulls. Tul- the Tulsa Skull Swingers. We all dress in <laughs> masks and uh... voodoo glow skulls. They're an old punk band. Yeah. <laughs> it's all 60s garage stuff. Oh, that's fun, awesome, man. What about Luca Vavoom? I wanted to talk to you about that. Tonight. Oh, you have to come back and talk about that. That's sure. Uh... Lucha Vavoom. Our next one is in February oh, for great. Valentine's Day at the Mayan Theater in Los Angeles. Mexican wrestling. And oh, burlesque. Yeah. I uh, love that. Producer Cat Williams. You know Cat from MTV? Cat Rodriguez. Cat Rodriguez, yeah. that's it. Cat Williams. Comedian <laughs> Cat Williams. Comedian Cat Williams with a K. I'm producer tiny and Kat. I have a black guy mullet. <laughs> she was a, a, a ring girl. A friend of yeah. ours is a ring oh, yeah. girl over there. She's awesome. She's over at MTV. Uh, Joe Wilson, as always, at uh, MySpace uh, forward slash. Joe Wilson Comedy dot com. You can hear me every week on Dork Forest, Dork Forest Radio dot com. Yeah, we're not also, gonna we're not gonna plug any more podcasts sure. on the show. I oh, right. yeah, Joe. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Oh, uh, I, uh, Martha Kelly's uh, Martha Martha's Car Blog. Oh, that's great. It's so funny. It's really funny. The second one. Maybe it's up right now. I don't. Well, it'll be up by the time this thing goes up. Okay, what, if, awesome. what if one of us dies by the time this airs? Don't say that. I always think of that shit. Now it's going to be me because I'm in. When you flying Something again, about Jen? The Friday, <laughs> <laughs> and then two weeks after that. Oh. It's fine. Right. It's fine. After that, look for Sunday. my new self-help book. You know what? Book. I've done. I've had a great life, and I'm. <laughs> you know what? My house yeah. is in order. Yeah, Jen. I, how, how do you I, want to be remembered? 
Let's get let's get that on tape right now. No, 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 I'm not going into that. I thought you I know was... we can put our hands together right now and we can call up the career of Bobby Collins. <laughs> uh, speaking of dead comedians, I thought I was dying once, and to your point of uh, I've had a good life. I wrote out a letter as I was driving myself to the emergency room. Uh, it was just a big panic attack. I have sleep apnea and vertigo and all this sh- stupid shit. But I wrote, please contact my cousin Judy, my ex-girlfriend, for, about the dogs. And hopefully nobody will have to find this, but I did the best job I could. <laughs> I wish you got in a car accident because you were writing your will. <laughs> I was texting. Yeah. Texting a rear end of the you garbage truck. You have a typewriter. Is that what Britney Spears is doing all the time in her car? Yeah. I suck. Why are you buying my shoes? Oh. Then Williams dies and the Williams family becomes millionaires for like Hallmark cards and stuff. Yeah. Do the best you death can. Death is just a, a, a big uh, fake holiday by the death people. <laughs> <laughs> and Hallmark. Hey, uh, thanks a lot. This was a lot of fun, you guys. This was a really good time. I hope we can have everybody back again eventually, maybe in season two. And we want to thank everybody for listening. <laughs> We've got really good uh, reviews and uh, all the great stuff said on different comedy sites and uh, Mmarievalerano.com if you're not there already. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yay. Thanks. Thank Bye. You.